Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. You're cruising down the highway. Windows rolled down. Tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Visit now. You know, the founding fathers would definitely be worried if they were alive today about this country. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, the corrupt media, probably the number one um, issue in the founders' minds, because as we've mentioned more than once, they carved out special protections for the press so the press could inform you in an honest way. And that is not happening. Um, the reason is that the giant corporations have taken over most of the American media, and they couldn't care less about anything but profits. They're not looking for good talent. They're not looking for good journalism. Most of the investigative units have been um, destroyed. You might have heard Catherine Herridge, investigative reporter at CBS News. They let her go. Uh, on and on and on and on. So if the founders are around, they go, wow, that's a pretty big change in the way that we had set up the country. And then you add in the collapsing justice system, both civil and criminal, where if somebody sues you, accuses you, you better have a million dollars to defend yourself. I mean, that's how ridiculous this whole thing is in the civil course. And it'll take two or three years. And by that time, you and your family could be destroyed. Your reputation is destroyed. And there's nobody going to help you. Nobody. There's no fast trial. Um, the lawyers are going to bill you six, seven hundred dollars an hour. Um, so anybody can destroy you by suing you. That's what happened to Trump. 
But it was another component to Trump. The only reason that he was charged with fraud in the real estate transactions is because the Democrats that run New York want to destroy him. And they were successful, at least partially. Now, I believe a lot of this is going to be overturned. But in the meantime, the power of the state of New York went after one individual, Donald Trump. And there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And and we have another thing coming up. When you have a so-called victim who doesn't know what year her victimization took place, doesn't know what year it took place, doesn't that raise a few flags? Donald Trump, as soon as he walks in, guilty. No benefit of the doubt, no due process. So when you have this corrupt media, collapsing justice system, and then you have a very apathetic American public. (laughs) You know, 50% of us don't give a hoot about what happens. They're lost in cyberspace. They're on their phones 24-7. They're lazy. They're ill-informed. They don't know anything. They have no curiosity about anything. They just blithely create their own shallow world. And whatever happens in the country doesn't really concern them. It's too boring. Okay? Whereupon, in the 1930s and 40s, we had a depression where everybody was in it together. And then we had a war, World War II, where you had to participate. So the mindset was totally different. But not now. So let me give you a good example, and that's the subject of uh, the Talking Points memo. So a lot of people have written me about uh, ranking the presidents. This comes out of the 2024 Presidential Greatness Project. And um, because I'm writing a book called Confronting the Presidents, No Spin Assessments from Washington to Biden, people want my opinion. And I gave it last night on News Nation. I'll play a little bit of that in a moment. But anyway, uh, this crew, Presidential Greatness Projects, run by a political science professor at the University of Houston and an associate political science professor at Coastal California, uh, Carolina University. So two guys run this. All right. They've had some trouble. So former members have quit saying that uh, this project is too liberal. Now, does that mean I condemn the project? No. You know, people are disenchanted and they quit for a variety of reasons, but it's on their resume. So when the list comes out of the ranking of the president, they have the top four this way. Lincoln first, FDR second, Washington third, Teddy Roosevelt fourth. That's okay. I might quibble here and there with a little bit of it, but all four of those men were great presidents. There's no doubt about it. But then the thing goes crazy. Barack Obama is the seventh greatest president out of 45. That's ridiculous. That's, that totally destroys the credibility of this organization. It wasn't that Obama was a bad president. He wasn't. He wasn't. But his enduring legacy is one thing and one thing only. Obamacare, which helps poor Americans to this day. But that's it in eight years. And you can make a solid argument that his one world philosophy weakened the United States overseas. You can make a solid argument it did. 
You can make another solid argument that he was a polarizing figure. Okay, remember the uh, guns and Bible and uh, all of that. Michelle Obama saying, oh, the first time I'm proud of my country. That's all polarizing. It's all polarizing. Okay, it doesn't bring the country together. So number seven, when I, when I saw that, I went, <clears throat> okay, I know what's going on. And then Biden clocks in at number 14. <laughs> that, you know, now we're into Looney Tunes. Remember the cartoon Looney Tunes? That's where we are. Biden 14. Biden has hurt this country in almost every single way in three years plus. And the American people know it. But apparently these political scientists don't. Because they don't want to know. They're voting their ideology. Okay, so this came up with Leland Vittert. I do his program at 7 p.m. Eastern every Monday. Roll the tape. I thought when you rank FDR second, LBJ ninth, Obama seventh, that says you're, you care a lot more about the liberal policies they institute than you do about the men and what they accomplished. Sure. I mean, this is a liberal uh, organization, and they have ranked um, the presidents in an ideological way. So confronting the presidents, my book that'll be out in September, basically is very simple because I'm a simple man, Leland, as you well know. Who hurt the country? Who helped the country? And then we weigh one against the other to come up with judgments about whether they were effective or not. We do not rank the presidents, although we say that Lincoln was the greatest president because he had the most to overcome following perhaps the worst president, James Buchanan, who allowed the South to get completely out of control in four years, did absolutely nothing to stem that rebellion. Okay, so in their survey, they have Buchanan second worst, Donald Trump first worst, first worst. So this liberal group, and it is, come on. I mean, you're putting LBJ with high marks. Did you forget about the Vietnam War? Come on. They put LBJ up there because of the great society welfare programs. But I guess they just didn't kind of notice Vietnam. LBJ totally blew that. 100% on him. So it's just, you know, as a historian, I'm just appalled. But anyway, so Trump is the worst because these people don't like Trump. Okay? And that came up. Go. So Donald Trump was a fairly successful president as far as policy was concerned. But January 6th obliterated his presidency. My line in when we write about Trump is January 6th is Trump's Lewinsky. And that's true. The election denial in January 6th that followed that obliterated all the good things that Donald Trump did in the four years. And he did good things. It's just there. It's like a baseball player who hits 50 home runs. It's just there. Now, if he makes 10 errors or whatever, the baseball player hits 50 home runs, then you've got to balance. But there's no balance here. Trump's the worst president. No. No. 
He solidified the economy and that helped every single working American because real wages were up about 8%. So everybody was helped who's in the marketplace. And then he stabilized overseas, wiping out ISIS, you know the drill. And he's the worst. So this is just a parody, but it gets all over the place, okay? All over the place. And there's Biden going, oh, I'm number 14, Trump's the worst. Yeah, okay. Um, Again, it all comes back to Progressive people, and I have to put the two political science professors, even though I don't know them, in that category. And by the way, I'm going to say my producers here, let's try to get one of the two on next week, the professors that wrote this thing. I bet you they run, but I'll try to get one of the two on next week and we'll have an interesting debate. But progressives love Joe Biden. Though if you're a progressive American, and they're, believe me, they are the majority in colleges across the country progressives. You love Biden because he does what the progressives want 100%. Yeah, it's not successful, but the progressives put ideology above performance. But it's the same thing with Trump. The MAGA people don't really care. They're going to like Trump no matter what. They don't trust the establishment. They don't trust the media. They don't trust anything, but they love their guy, Donald Trump. It's the same mindset. We're not looking, all right, for reality. We are entrenched on MAGA or on the progressive left. I always say, try to step back and look at what's really happening, backed up by facts, which is why you watch and listen to me. We don't do any commentary here without being backed up by reality. And that's the memo. Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. Hollywood Takeover is a documentary brought to you by the Epoch Times, revealing how the CCP has infiltrated major movie studios. Join Chris Fenton, a former Hollywood executive, and Tiffany Meyer, an investigative news reporter, through their journey in exposing how the film industry gradually lost its integrity on its path to profits. Don't miss the most important documentary ever made about Hollywood. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com slash Bill. That's HollywoodTakeover.com slash B-I-L-L. Spring is the perfect time to make smart financial moves like getting life insurance to protect your family. Did you know that 46% of Americans expect to leave behind debt? Policy Genius Life Insurance can cover those debts like mortgages, credit cards, car loans, college costs. In our Smart Life segment, understand that life insurance gets pricier with age and work coverage may fall short. Policy Genius simplifies by comparing quotes from top companies and ensuring unbiased advice. Their award-winning agents are ready to assist. So don't wait. 
Spring into action and secure your family's future. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 a year for $1 million of coverage. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes. That's policygenius.com. So you may know that we have a foreign news partner. I've mentioned it before. It's the dailychatter.com. And we work with Daily Chatter because we don't have our own foreign correspondents, and they do, to accumulate information all over the world. And if you go to dailychatter.com every day, there's a very readable uh, dispatch, and you'll learn a lot. I do. I get it every morning. Okay. The guy who runs it is named Phil Balboni. And I used to work for Mr. Balboni as a local reporter slash analyst in Boston at WCBB-TV, a classic television station. All right, Phil, I got to ask you a series of questions and I want your best take on it. So all all over the Internet, it's Russia's now winning the war against Ukraine. Is that true? They're beginning to advance on the front lines in some key places. So they're not winning yet, but they are definitely, um, they have momentum, whereas the war was stalemated for quite a long time. So the Russians took Bakhmut. Uh, many of your viewers will remember that name. And now just last week, they took Avdivka, another kind of strategic town. Uh, and they're attacking in a couple of other places along the line, which is 600 miles long. Uh, so I would say uh, Russia is not winning, but they are they are moving in the in the direction of winning. Yeah. Okay. What is the goal for Putin? Total domination of Ukraine? I don't think so. I think he wants to keep what he's won. So Crimea, which Russia took in 2014, along with part of the eastern part of Ukraine. Uh, But getting um, Crimea was a huge thing for Putin personally, and uh, I think he wants to protect that. All right, so he wants a treaty that says, we're going to stop this war, but wherever Russia is in Ukraine, Russia gets to keep. I think... Yeah, well, he's made a lot of advances since 2014. So now the territory that Russia took uh, yeah, the eastern part of two the years ago when the war when, when the war began two years ago, uh, this Sunday, by the way. So it's the second anniversary of the war already. Um, they gained a lot of territory. I think Putin okay. would like to keep that. I don't think he feels now that he is any way he is going to take all of Ukraine. That's not going to happen. Okay, so he doesn't want to occupy the whole country. That would be, you know, because he's yeah. taken a lot of casualties. There was a British report out yesterday that 300,000 casualties the Russians have taken. Do you believe it's that high? I do. Yeah, really? I do. I think the Ukrainians have lost over 100. Wow. 300,000 Russians, 100,000 Ukrainians. Yeah. Now, as you know, there's a 90 million, uh, I'm sorry, billion with a B, $90 billion yeah. aid package that's being held up in Congress now, although it did pass the Senate by a wide margin, 70 to 29, uh, to send more material and uh, to Ukraine. 
Um, I think this will get through eventually, but the delay is helping Putin, correct? It definitely is. Yeah. I mean, I think the Ukrainians are running out of soldiers. They're running out of weapons, uh, ammunition, uh, artillery shells. So um, every day, every week that goes by that uh, more aid isn't delivered to them, they are losing. And I think that's been part of some of the recent setbacks that they've had is uh, because- well, why, they, why aren't the NATO countries uh, delivering ordnance and arms to them? Why, why is it all on us? They are. No, the Germans are, the French have been, uh, the Dutch, uh, the Polish, um, and others have been delivering money um, and weapons. But it's not enough because, you know, they stopped really preparing for Russia uh, during the end, after the end of the Cold War. So believe it or not, they don't have enough weapons factories to build the artillery shells, the tanks. That's interesting. So they can't yeah. manufacture stuff like we can. All right, let's switch over to Israel. Um, so Netanyahu is a guy who's going to do what Netanyahu wants. It doesn't matter who pressures him. Am I right in that assessment? Yep, you okay. are. Okay, so he's going to do what he wants. And the Israeli people want Hamas to be destroyed. But I don't think you can destroy the entire terror network of Hamas. Am I wrong? You can't. You, no, you're right there, too. So, you know, Israel, the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, claim they've killed 14,000 Hamas fighters since the war began. Today is day 138 of the war. But, you know, by all estimates, there were up to 40,000 Hamas fighters before the war began on October 7th. So, you know, simple math tells you that there's a lot of people left to fight. And that doesn't include the young men in Gaza who probably would do anything to put on a uniform or whatever they wear and, uh, and join the battle. And fight the Jews. All and right, so Netanyahu's yeah. end game then is uh, getting the hostages back and killing as many radical um, Palestinians as he can. That seems to be what we're looking at. It does. He does not have a, a game plan for when the war stops, when the shooting stops. And that is the biggest problem of all, is that, you know, since 1948, um, the Jews and the Palestinians have lived sometimes in peace, sometimes in war, but they've never found a permanent solution. And until one is found, um, even if the fighting stopped tomorrow, it wouldn't stop forever. No, I know. And when yeah. you hear this two-party state, there aren't two parties. There's Israel, but there's no Palestinian united front to negotiate yeah. with it. So there is a Palestinian a authority, but they're very weak. They're weak. I mean, yeah, very right. Weak. Right. Okay, so Iran is involved with Hezbollah and to some extent Hamas, uh, right. and they want this war to continue forever. Correct. They do because it, it, it's all to their advantage. They have all of their um, proxies in Lebanon, you know, in Gaza itself, uh, in Syria in particular, in Iraq, in Yemen, uh, you know, uh, militias and others that they arm uh, and support and train. 
so anything that ties down the United States is a plus for Iran. Right. And they're not going to stop. I mean, they're going to create violent chaos wherever they are. And they are arming and financing Hamas, Hezbollah, as you mentioned, the Houthis in Yemen yeah. and on and on and on. So that doesn't seem like there's any hope there at all, because the Mullahs are just not going to stop. No. But, you know, there are there are good actors here. So the Saudis would like the fighting to stop. The Qataris who are helping yeah, negotiate for the ceasefire. Right. And bad Egypt, for business. That's right. Bad for business. Egypt, you know, wants the fighting to stop. So there are people who will help and support and help to rebuild Gaza. But um, the Israeli government has to be willing to compromise, and they've not so far. Okay. But they had before October 7th. And if it were the United States that had suffered, and we, you know, you saw what happened after 9-11, I mean, what we did. So you got you to gotta keep that in mind. Why do you think the United Nations hates Israel so much? Well, I, I don't think I would put it that way, Bill. I mean, I think um, the United Nations, do you mean the secretariat or do you mean the countries no, the, that make the up countries, the countries, I mean, when you vote, every country votes for an immediate ceasefire with no hostage release or anything else, that works to Israel's disadvantage. I think the United Nations hates Israel. I don't, I don't agree. Um, uh, I think that it's hard for us in the United States, which is one of the reasons why I created my company to help people get more information about the world. The rest of the world is not uh, supportive of what Israel is doing right now. And, um, you but know, twenty nine thousand. Why, after well, because, that horror on October seven, you would feel everybody say, "Look, Israel's justified to try to get these Hamas terrorists out of there." Why aren't they, they are. sympathetic? They are sympathetic to that, but I mean, I'm sure you realize that twenty nine thousand Gazans have been killed since the war began. Most of them, women and children. They have had thirty thousand airstrikes. That's over two hundred every day. 80% of all the buildings in Gaza have been destroyed or damaged. It's been a, I think by any measure, they've overdone it. Nobody objects or disagrees. They have a right to defend themselves. It's how they've gone about it. That's Did we overdo it uh, on Nagasaki and Hiroshima? Personally, I, I think we, we did what we had to do. There. All right. So it's a debatable issue, but I still think that there is an yes. anti-Israel bent inside the United Nations led by, Af yes. led by African countries. Interestingly enough, South Africa and this and that. And I'm going, wait, wait a minute. You guys are the underdogs in Africa. Israel, certainly the underdog. Why aren't you sympathetic? Uh, do you yeah. have a, any perspective on that? I think it's their colonial colonialist history. Colonial I mean, thing. Yeah. yeah. OK, yeah. I got it. All right, last question for you. Uh, you managed me for uh, a little while in the 1980s. That must have been hell. It, <laughs> it wasn't, actually. I mean, I want your viewers to know that you were uh, you were a damn good reporter. And, um, you. you know, you were you were a pleasure to work with. I mean, you're the same guy you were 40 years ago. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, very confident, smart, sometimes a little opinionated. Uh, maybe you rub some of your colleagues the wrong way from time to time, 
But uh, no, you were great. And that's why we've been friends 40 well, years. Uh, there were two news directors that were outstanding. And I'm going to have the other one from WCBS uh, TV on next week. Um, oh, good. Steve Cohen, you know him. Steve Cohen, um, right. And, but when I was working for you uh, in Boston, and Boston is my second home, as you know. I mean, and when I go to Boston, everybody thinks I'm from Southie. Um, I was different than uh, most of the other reporters because I was you so br brash, B-R-A-S-H. And I and remember that you do something we'd never let anybody else do before, which was to do commentary yeah. on, on the 11 o'clock news. That was that was a first. Uh, you know, and that was interesting because the ratings went up because I was monitoring them. And the reason yeah. that you and Coppersmith, the general manager, put me on was that, and this is fascinating, after the weather in Boston, everybody turned off and go to sleep. But then sure. you put this madman O'Reilly on at the end of the show, hoping that people would stay up, which they right. did. But which they did. <laughs> The funny thing about it was that the reigning queen of news in Boston, Natalie Jacobson, huge, yes. huge anchor up there, yeah. she hated me. <laughs> she would, she would just look at me like, "What? What is this?" I think you, I think you threatened her a little bit. <laughs> well, I, I threatened everybody, but you stuck up to her. I mean, you said, "No, nah, we're doing this for the good of the whole newscast here, Natalie." Right. And, right. and I admired that very much because I knew she wouldn't even introduce me. She wouldn't even read the lead. Her husband, <laughs> Jed Curtis, who was the co-anchor, had to do it. Right. So well, we anyway. Had amazing, we had an amazing team. I mean, I'm sure many of your viewers remember the 1980s in television news. It really was the, that the was golden the age. The that golden was the age. apex. Absolutely. We had standards. You sent reporters all over the world. I remember we did. Martha Raddatz, who's now on ABC. She yep. sent her to the Philippines when they had the big yep. uproar there. I mean, it was exactly. really, it was really a, number one, a pleasure to work with you, which is why we've stayed in touch all these years. And number two, it had a tremendous impact, Channel 5 in Boston, on the whole New England area. That's gone. And I'm not yep. quite sure why it disappeared. Last word, do you know why? Because the viewers aren't there anymore. I mean, you know, people have migrated off to, uh, you know, a hundred or a thousand or a million different places. Uh, you know, the, that 11 o'clock news that um, people watched you on in the 1980s, I bet the audience is maybe 25% of what it used of to be. Of what it was. Yeah, they're all yeah. scattered. Yeah. All right, Phil yeah, Baboni, it's daily chatter, one word, dot com. Can't get much easier than that. If you're interested in foreign news, and it's straight, it's straight, yes. okay? Nonpartisan, yeah. I want everybody to go and check it out. Thanks, Phil. Good to see you, man. Take care. Great to see you, Bill. Be good. Okay. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. 
Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. All right. Now, this uh, story got a lot of uh, play last night uh, in the news precincts. 33-year-old Kasina Karolina, dual Russian and U.S. citizen, ballerina, okay, donates $50 to a Ukrainian charity. She is arrested, all right, and charged with crimes against the state of Russia for helping Ukraine. Now, we don't know where she is, but Believe me, wherever she is, it's not a nice place. So this raises the specter in my mind. What were you doing in Russia? Why would any American citizen be in Russia? Why? Because they'll pick you off. Even the media people. I mean, they're really brave. Get the Wall Street Journal guy in prison now for more than a year. They get, if Putin wants you arrested, you're going to get arrested. It's like New York State. <laughs> if Letitia James, the attorney general of New York, wants you arrested, you're going to get arrested. You'll find something. It's Putin. So I'm not making light of this, and I feel sorry for this young woman. I do. But she's hosed. How are they going to get her out? Putin's not listening to anybody, do what he wants. So I wrote a message of the day on this. And again, BillOReilly.com, every morning, we have a message of the day. You don't have to be a member of anything. Go in there and you can read it. And I hope you do. So the message says there are certain countries in the world where Americans, if you go, you're out of your blanking mind. And I name them. A bunch of countries in Africa. Okay, if you're going to Somalia... You're asking to be killed, for example. Okay, that's not in Africa, but it's right across from Africa. Chad, right? I mean, on and on in Africa. Um, Burma. They call it Myanmar now, but it's Burma. You go there, Haiti. Go to Haiti, no protections, none. I've been to Haiti twice. I got caught up in uh, 
the Aristide revolutionaire, uh, North Korea, you all know that, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, all right? You go to those countries, they can do whatever they want to you, and nobody's going to help you. But here's the kicker on it. I won't go to Mexico, and thousands of American students are going to spring break in Mexico. There were two American women killed there recently in Mexico. One OD'd on fentanyl. She had a death witch. If you go to Mexico and take fentanyl, you want to die. And the other was caught in a crossfire in uh, the Cancun area, Playa de Carmen, south. So why would you go to Mexico? If you get in trouble there, get intoxicated, whatever, nobody going to help you. Nobody. Why would you go there? Either go to USA or the Caribbean or Hawaii or whatever, but, but thousands of people. Now, what, what's wrong with their parents? My God. Now, there are places in the United States I will not go. Oakland, San Francisco, right across the bay, um, south side of Chicago, Ninth Ward in New Orleans, not going there. Now, I went through the Bronx the other day, South Bronx, very tough. Okay, but I was in a car. I didn't get out of the car. Now, this is coming from a guy who faced violence in El Salvador, Argentina during the Falklands War, Northern Ireland, and Haiti. I'm not afraid. I'm just not stupid. I know what these countries are. You go there, and anything happens to you. You rent a car in Mexico. Say you go to Cancun. It's beautiful beaches there. And say you rent a car, and you get a flat. You're screwed. They see that? Those cartel people, those, those thugs down there? Arizona. Talk about thugs. Okay. So a 38-year-old woman, Denise Olejas Aranchiba, was murdered in the Soho 54 Hotel in Lower Manhattan. That happened on February 8th. Okay? The guy who murdered her, Red Alamansuri, 26 years old, fled. Went to Arizona, Maricopa County. That's Phoenix. Stabbed two women there. They're not dead. They survived. The cops in Arizona got him. And he's now being charged in Maricopa County. The county attorney is Rachel Mitchell. And even though the murder charge in New York is a bigger charge, and this guy should be extradited back to New York, Ms. Mitchell says, I'm not sending him back there. Roll the tape. These are mandatory prison sentences. And having observed uh, the treatment of violent criminals in the New York area by the Manhattan DA there, Alvin Bragg, I think it's safer to keep him here and keep him in custody so that he cannot be out doing this to individuals either in our state or county or anywhere in the United States. Now, this is going to surprise you. That's not fair. Alvin Bragg wouldn't release this guy as bad as Alvin Bragg is, and he's horrible. He would not release this guy, not on capital murder charges. 
Okay. But Ms. Mitchell is making a very strong point. Maricopa County is much more secure holding criminals than New York City. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. And she's angry enough about what's happening in New York. And she said, I'm going to send him back. He'll face charges here. It's mandatory prison. Um, I think she'll have to send him back. But she's making a political statement here to embarrass Alvin Bragg, who should be embarrassed. But Bragg wouldn't release the guy. Bragg's office says, quote, it is deeply disturbing that D.A. Mitchell is playing political games in a murder investigation. This is from Emma Tuttle, spokesperson for Alvin Bragg. Boy, I wouldn't want that job, Emma. I'll tell you what. That's a tough slog, boy. All right. Joe Manchin, senator from West Virginia, who's not running for the election, says he is not going to run as a 30 party, as we predicted he would not. It's too late. It's too late. You can't get on all the ballots. You can't raise the money. You can't get the staff. So he's not going to do it. Maybe next time we need a third party in this country. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD. 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Smart life. Okay, so abuse of power. What is troubling me as an American, not as a journalist or anything like that, but as an American, 
is now in our current state here of this country. There are places like California, New York, Illinois, and other states, Washington State. Oregon is actually snapping back a little because anarchy there has reached such a high level. There are places that you cannot get justice, states that you can't get it because the politics is intertwined with the district attorney, the attorney general, all of that. This Trump thing never should have been brought. And I'm not saying this because I know Trump or anything like that. I wouldn't care if it was Biden. If they were doing this to Biden, I'd say the same thing. All right. They are trying to ruin people in the political arena with whom they disagree by using statutes, criminal and civil statutes. You can't do that. Now, how do you put an end to it? Because the voters here in New York, where I am, they continue to vote for liberal people. And in California, it's gone. That's never coming back. Illinois is gone because of Chicago. So I'm watching this country, not everywhere. I mean, pretty soon it's going to be traditional conservative people are going to move to these states. Liberal people are going to stay in these states. But there's not. it's not like... You know, we can pursue happiness on an equal basis in every state. Because the civil and criminal justice systems have fallen apart under the weight of corruption. Fannie Willis is corrupt. It's corrupt. She doesn't have any, any business prosecuting this case. You don't do that. I don't believe for a second she reimbursed the boyfriend. Not for a second. Oh, he gave him cash. Oh, bull. I could be wrong, I guess, but I don't think so. Anyway, smart life is this. If you're in a position where you're surrounded by corruption, you got to get out. You got to go. Now, you say, hey, O'Reilly, you're staying in New York. It's true. Because I got family, I got business, I got tradition, I got a million things. Now, Hannity lived 10 miles away from me. He's out. He's gone. Because he's a different situation for him. Both family-wise and his kids are out of state. My kids are not. So I'm not being a hypocrite, but I am saying to you, if you are in a position where you think you're oppressed and you think if something happens to you, you're not going to get a fair shot, get out. Big country. George Santos suing Jimmy Kimmel. (laughs) Interesting story. So Santos, grifter number one. He and Hunter Biden, same level of grift. All right. So he makes money by doing uh, things for your cell phone. Little, you know, hello, somebody. They call them cameos. So Kimmel, uh, not saying that he's Kimmel, sets up a sting on Santos, okay? Roll the tape. Uh, the request was, George, please congratulate my friend Gary Fortuna for winning the Clearwater, Florida beef eating contest. He ate almost six pounds of loose ground beef in under 30 minutes, which was a new record. Not feeling great right now. Doctor thinks he'll be released from the hospital soon. Please wish him a speedy recovery. All right. Will Santos say it? Let's find out. Hey, Gary Fortuna. 
George Santos here. I just wanted to stop by to congratulate you for winning the Clearwater, Florida Beef Eating Contest. Eating six pounds of loose ground beef in under 30 minutes is a all-time new record, which is amazing and impressive. So Santos is suing him. Santos not going to win because Santos is in New York. Now, even if Santos is in Mississippi or Arkansas, he wouldn't win. It's obviously satire. So that'll, he, Santos got some lawyer to take it. He's not paying a lawyer or anything. Lawyer think he might get some settlement out of ABC. They're not going to get a dime. All right, final thought of the day. Um, as I reported, Holly the terror dog uh, had to have brain surgery. Okay? So uh, it was touch and go. And uh, Holly's a really nice dog. So she had a tumor removed from her brain. And just like human beings, it takes a long time to recover. Now, Holly is stable. I got to watch Holly 24-7 because, you know, there's stuff that comes back and all of that. She's on medication, but her energy level is good. Her appetite has always been good, continues to be good. And now she's barking again when somebody knocks on the door. So um, we appreciate everybody concern about Holly. Uh, she's seven years old. I'm hoping she can live another seven, eight years. And she's really a nice dog. Very lucky. The O'Reilly family is very lucky to have Holly. Um, and we're lucky to have you guys uh, watching and listening to the No Spin News. Which you have a great weekend. New column Sunday noon. Probably putting a column up even earlier than that now. And again, it's very nice of you to uh, support BillOReilly.com, an independent news agency. Spread the word. See you on Monday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.